It's Tuesday, November 14th, and this is the Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories along with other important things going on in our community. Today, a significant shift in the Huachuca City Police Department. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors at Lolly Automotive. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Now some Arizona trivia. Did you know that Faye So was a Navajo potter and herbal medicine healer? She was known for her non-traditional Navajo pottery, featuring imagery like corn maidens, warriors, and dancers. Born in Coal Mine Mesa, she was relocated to Tuba City in 1974 due to a Navajo-Hopi land dispute. In 1990, the Arizona Indian Living Treasures Association recognized her as a living treasure. Among her noted works is Head of Emmett, held in the Smithsonian American Art Museum. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Now our future story. Recently, the Cochise County Sheriff's Office agreed to provide supervisory oversight for the Huachuca City Police Department. This arrangement came about after a request from James Thies, the current chief of HCPD. At 59, Thies, who has been with HCPD since March 2009, decided to step down from his role. On October 30th, he wrote to the town manager, Suzanne Harvey, expressing his desire to return to his roots as a non-supervisory police officer, mainly to spend more time with his family. This decision didn't come with an immediate effective date, but Mayor Johan Wallace confirmed that Thies' last day as chief was November 12th, and he would rejoin the force as a regular officer the following day. In an interesting turn of events, the vacancy created by Thies' demotion allowed him to slide back into a position he first held 14 years ago. This move didn't affect any potential applicants, as the hiring process for the vacant officer position hadn't even begun. With these stepping down, negotiations began between town manager Harvey and Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels. The goal? To appoint a deputy from the Cochise County Sheriff's Office to oversee HCPD's operations until a new chief is hired or other arrangements are made. A memorandum of understanding detailing this agreement was approved during a recent council meeting. Sheriff Daniels announced a unique leadership approach to this situation. Starting immediately, Sergeant Ray McNeely and Sergeant Kevin Jamka from the Special Operations Unit will assume temporary leadership. They, along with other senior command team members, will meet with HCPD officers to set expectations and begin the transition. Another critical aspect of this changeover is an evidence property room audit planned by Daniels to maintain accountability and integrity during this period of leadership transition. HCPD's current structure consists of four patrol officers, including a sergeant and a school resource officer. The two sergeants from Cochise County will serve part-time in Huachuca City, but will continue to be paid by the county. Any significant personnel decisions related to Huachuca City employees during this time will fall under Harvey's discretion. Interestingly, this arrangement involves no financial transactions between the two parties. Instead, it's seen as a cooperative effort to enhance operational efficiency and overcome challenges faced by HCPD. 
This isn't the first time the Cochise County Sheriff's Office has stepped in to provide interim leadership for a local law enforcement agency. In fact, this is at least the fourth instance in recent years with three prior occasions involving the Tombstone Marshal's Office. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Ace Hardware. Hi, this is Les from Sierra Vista Ace. This is a great time to paint. Ace Stocks, Clark and Kensington, Valspar, Dunn Edwards, and our own Ace Royal Paint in interior and exterior finishes. We can computer match other brands and colors too. All the colors you can imagine, even one named Sierra Vista. Decide on the wall or room to paint, bring in a color idea, and let Ace mix your paint. Treat yourself to a new brush and roller too. Save gas, save time, shop Ace first. Sierra Vista Ace since 1981 on the corner of Fry and Highway 9. Next, marching bands from across the country met in Flagstaff recently for a regional competition. The sights and sounds are electric when top bands compete in their best tunes. Jeff Hinkle of Cronkite News has the story. You might only know the marching band as the halftime entertainment of Friday night football games, but there's a little bit more to it than meets the eye. And Jeff, you actually work with a local marching band. Yeah, that's right, Jesse. I was fortunate enough to work with the band at Corona del Sol High School in Tempe for the past three years, and I got to go behind the scenes to get a closer look at a major marching band competition. People see the marching band as the jukebox for high school football, just a collection of kids who play their instruments in the stands and then perform at halftime. But that's far from the whole story. These performers put in countless hours of practice and devote early mornings and late nights to make their show the best in the country. Welcome to the world of competitive marching band. recent event in Flagstaff, 23 bands from across seven different states met up for the Bands of America Arizona Regional Championship. Groups are scored on various aspects of their performance, from the musical aspect to the visual and general effect of the show. Only 12 make it to the finals performance later on in the day. For some members, the experience wasn't about placement, but it was about the memories made along the way. The focus was there. I know we didn't place high, but with with bands that came today, we were going to. It was fine. This was one of the things where we're not going to compete to win, but we're going to get more experience and have fun. Bands of America is a national circuit that brings around the top groups in the country to compete against each other to earn the highest score. You could say marching bands kind of have their own game days. Only two types of people actually get to see the field during a football game, the football team and the marching band. And just like football teams have their game days, so does a marching band. It's times like these and places like Northern Arizona University's beautiful J. Lawrence walk-up Sky Dome that the marching band gets to show off all of their hard work. The shows varied in style. For example, Basha High School's show was about racing and featured pedal carts on the field, while Corona del Sol's show featured a giant red button that only one special person gets to press. The goal? Get everyone's attention, make sure they're like looking at me, and then at the same time try to like put a story to it if that makes sense. 
American Fork High School from Utah led after the morning prelims and took home top honors at night despite a weather delay. I'm just really happy with how it all turned out because we didn't really get a good, we got like five minutes of warm up and I don't know, it was just super fun on the field. Everyone had really high energy and it was awesome. I'm beyond ecstatic. Uh, we've been working super hard this season and um, even though we're like only halfway done, it's incredible how far um, the students have gone and I'm super proud of them. The Bands of America season goes until November 11th when some of the best bands in the country take to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana for the Grand National Championships. In Flagstaff, Jeff Hinkle, Cronkite News. Thanks for listening. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Hi, this is Kylie Young with Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista. We know the holidays can be a stressful time for those caring for aging loved ones. It's why we have a free resource page on our website with valuable information and support for caregivers. There are blogs, guides, webinars, and more touching on topics that range from memory loss to fall prevention to mental health and much more. Courtesy of Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, it's available at prestigecanhelp.com. That's prestigecanhelp.com. Next, an event that you should know about. This Saturday from 9.30 a.m. until 1 p.m., head over to a car show at the mall at Sierra Vista. While the show is hosted by the Thunder Vet Set Corvette Club of Sierra Vista, all makes and models of cars are welcome to show off. Awards will be handed out between 12 and 1 p.m., and all are welcome to enter their wheels. Before we go, we'd like to take a moment to remember the life of Barbara Heckethorn. Barbara was born in Pasadena, California in 1949. She graduated from Tuba City High School in 1967 and married her first husband. They moved around the Sonoran Desert and down to Jalisco before settling in Bisbee, where she attended Cochise Community College. Barbara considered Bisbee her true hometown. She took art classes and especially enjoyed working with clay and quilting. After a while, she became a registered nurse, moved to Reno, and eventually transitioned into obstetrics and education, which she loved. Barbara met and married Jerry and was married to him for 10 years. Barbara moved back to Bisbee before finally relocating to Washington to be near her kids. She was a maker and an introvert who loved books, crafts, and a quiet garden, but also enjoyed a good beer and gathering of friends. She would always pitch in to support neighbors and the community. She's survived by her brothers, children, grandkids, great-grandson, and friends. Thank you for taking a moment to celebrate and remember Barbara's life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. Subscribe today for unlimited access to all of our content for just $14 per month. This is less than the cost of one hour of one reporter's work on a single story. Also, want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. Neighbor is a free online forum you can trust to connect with your community, focus on facts, and make a difference. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.
It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, especially in Cochise County. Become part of the hyperlocal conversation on Cochise County's exclusive social media platform, Neighbor. That's N-A-B-U-R. Your neighbors are striking up meaningful conversations, sharing exquisite Cochise County photos, and respecting each other's views without any other social media noise. No unwanted advertising and only respectful conversations on hot community topics. That's right. Our journalism project manager can set the record straight and help answer any pressing questions about the happenings in our community. Join the conversation at myheraldreview.com slash N-A-B-U-R.